Michael Littlechild, Chief Executive of the Good Corporation, thank you for talking to Judge Business School uh, podcast series today on green business values. You talked in your lecture about the need for companies and corporations to merge their business ethics with their corporate social responsibility ethics. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Well, a lot of companies really uh, seem to still see uh, corporate social responsibility in a box that relates to some things that are really sometimes quite peripheral to the organisation, or they focus on things that like uh, recycling or uh, the way they treat their uh, workforce and so forth, but they don't actually see it as um, a part of how they do the business. Doing business, I'm talking about dealing with customers and being transparent with them and being honest and fair with them, not uh, miss misrepresenting their products, and also, of course, dealing with their suppliers, which is all about uh, selecting them properly and having good constructive relationships, paying them on time, um, and having partnerships with their suppliers. These things which are the sort of core of doing a business, buying and selling, um, are often left outside the arena of, of corporate social responsibility. And you said that, or admitted, that over time, CSR has got a reputation for being bollocks, i.e. divorced from the the business ethics. Mm. So people might have a CSR report, which looks fine in terms of uh, helping charity or or doing something ethical. But but at the same time, they're not um, doing ethical business in terms of how they're treating their customers. Yes, I think one of the problems is it's it's very difficult for companies to resist, and they haven't really resisted. Um, having seeing their um, CSR statements and their CSR reports, which now the vast majority of large companies produce, as a commu- as a positive communications tool, so it gets a bit hijacked by the communications team, um, who see it as a way of essentially of a part of the promotional um, good PR. Um, uh, policy of the com- uh, activity of the company and so they um, it gets talked up basically and uh, there are there's a lot of focus on things that are sort of easy to talk about the projects they do with community organizations uh, some of their recycling schemes uh, um, the things they've done to uh, improve the skills of the workforce and much more um, and, and covering up things that are much much more difficult to talk about and might they might even affect affect their business position, like um, how clear they are with their customers about their, um, about their products, um, how uh, well they deal with customer complaints, um, and uh, you know, w- what the full extent is of the uh, way they could reduce their environmental impact. So it's not just recycling, that's, that's easy to do. It's about things like uh, how you can get people to come to work in a way that uh, expends less gas with people coming to work in their cars on their own. These are much more difficult things to do because it uh, involves much more um, change the way they're doing business. Um, so they tend to be rather partial in what they're looking at because they can talk that up more easily than some of the harder business issues. And, and do you see Sir Crispin Tickle's comment this morning that, that actually one thing you can do as a crisis is show leadership? Surely that's what good corporations should be doing in terms of sustainability and the environment at the present time. Well, yes, they, they, they should, but they have to take a very broad view of it. And uh, things we've been talking about at the conference are, are, are really taking very... Um, radical and broad views of what sustainability means and what one's one's uh, environmental um, imp- um, footprint is uh, rather than just kind of picking around at the edges of of um, the some of the activities that you have in your office or, or in your factory so um, uh, for, for example um, 
radically thinking how you produce things so it reduces the amount of energy you're using is going to be something much more um, uh, significant in your activities um, than uh, just sort of doing a bit of uh, better treatment of your waste um, and, and things like that. So it's actually having a sense of what the scale of your footprint is um, rather than rather than just picking on easy things. So, for example, banks used to, if you looked at their environmental reports, they used to talk about the recycling programs, and they used to think that that was the most important part because the banks are in offices. What else is there? There's no chimneys, bilging, smoke, and so forth. What they didn't cover, although some do now, is the environmental implications of their lending policy, whether they were looking at the projects that they were lending to and whether they were environmentally sound. That's a much more important environmental impact of a bank. Yeah, it took them a long time, and there's still a lot of them aren't really dealing with that at all. Okay, well, well, let's take on the big one, the credit crunch, the global recession, if not uh, depression. Uh, Dr. Norina Hertz talked this morning about moving from Gucci capitalism to cooperative capitalism. Surely that's something that good corporations could embed into their corporate social responsibility agendas. Yes, I think... Um Obviously, you're still going to have competitive markets, and I think that unless capitalism is going to come to a complete end, um, then that will always be the case. But there are a number of things on which companies can cooperate, typically with companies in their in their own sector, um, where they can collectively do good things. And there have been there are plenty of examples of things that have happened uh, in industries like the uh, things like the Marine Stewardship Council, the Forestry Stewardship Council, where companies have come together. Um, in certain sectors like building and so forth and the food industry to actually raise the standards of the industry as a whole which benefits everybody and it's much better done in a cooperative way on an industry basis. That doesn't stop them com- uh, c- um, uh, co- competing with each other um, but it, there are some things that uh, will, will not um, uh, happen optimally if it's purely uh, done on a one company decides what it should do basis. So I think I, uh, in that sense, I think uh, Narina has uh, is, uh, hit a, s- a sound theme there. And will that theme be po- picked up by corporations uh, without governments or others leading the way? Because one might say, well, you know, corporations are self-interested, they, they follow markets, and, and, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, they're not going to change their behaviour. Well, I think government can act as a stimulus and and act as a facilitator in this process. But I actually think some of the most interesting things have been happening on an industry basis, so by sector associations and so forth, who've come forward with with um, better ways of doing things and setting standards for the for their industry as a whole, which clearly benefits everybody in this industry. So I think it's much more likely to be successful um, on an industry basis um, than it is perhaps stimulated by government, than it is by creating lots of new laws or, or, or diktats from the state on, on what should be done, because it isn't possible to do come up with rules that are sensible for companies in vastly different industries. So if necessity is the mother of invention, we've seen you know, the banking crisis, the global financial crisis, are we now going to see sustainability embedded into those good corporation values? Because you know, they just have to. Uh, yes, um, I, whether, I'm, I don't know whether to be optimistic on, on, on that. I think progress has been made, but there are still a lot of um, areas where companies are being quite uh, neglectful um, and uh, could be seeing it much more central. So I think there's still a lot of companies where um, sustainability issues are sort of 
lurking on the periphery of what they do and are not being put in the centre. Um, I think there's lots of reasons to think that that might uh, change and it will become they will become more central business issues. Uh, but I still think there are a lot of sceptics amongst uh, in the business community and a lot of sectors who think this is a kind of nice thing to do after work um, uh, rather than uh, something that's actually core to the way they do business. And, and just finally, one thing that Noreen has said is we can't take for granted, uh, you know, the kind of capitalism values of the West dominating, that religious values will be important in the future too. Do you see that, uh, perhaps Islamic values, having a, a greener kind of tint to their commerce? Um, well, I think there will there will be all sorts of not just religious but cultural um, factors coming into play as uh, c- countries outside the, what are normally considered to be the industrial ones become more and more important, more important trading partners, more important locations of productions and service deliveries. Uh, I think some of that will be reflected in the way uh, people do business, but I s- I wouldn't say that I would think that, that was going to be kind of universally the case uh, one doesn't necessarily see if you think of the f- uh, the uh, rising countries in the far east you don't necessarily which are some of the where well, of course the which is real dynamo of uh, change uh, that you're seeing a great deal of religious or, or um, re- religious kind of content or t- or um, style to the way they do business although of course it does apply to uh, areas like the middle east and so just finally, will we ever get to the stage where people look at CSR and think, well, that's a real value in that corporation. It's not just bollocks. Uh, yes, I think, I think com- companies are already being quite distinguished by this. Uh, and and uh, there's a, there, the com- companies in a sector that are showing leadership are beginning to um, encourage the others to follow suit because I um, they've seen the benefits and they've they've seen how the standard is rising and frankly companies that were very sceptical and CEOs that were very sceptical a few years ago are really uh, find, you're finding hard to find any of those uh, anymore so I, I think that's the direction it's going in it's just a question of how far some of these laggards are going to be uh, really trying to change their business models um, as opposed to um, you know, creating a more green and ethical tinge to the way they present themselves. Michael Littlechild, Chief Executive of The Good Corporation, thank you very much for talking to Judge Business School uh, podcast series today on green business. Thank you very much indeed.